This week on Hyperspace Broadcast, the Dark Tournament continues with back-to-back fights for Team Rameshi. Hey everyone and welcome to Hyperspace Broadcast, a show where two real friends dig through Toonami's back catalog and try to determine what, if anything, is worth revisiting. I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter Eby. And this week we are covering the second round of the Dark Tournament in Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, that is episodes 34 through 44. So, just right off the bat, I'm going to voice a slight irritation, which is that uh, we were just straight up wrong last episode, which is a thing that I try to avoid when I can, uh, <laughs> in that, in fact, the second round is not Team Urameshi against uh, four teams. They don't have four matchups. They have two matchups back-to-back, and then uh, the other two teams face off against each other. So, in our defense, uh, the bracket is shown for a very short period of time, and Funimation, which is the dub that we're watching, did not bother translating any of the, you know, characters that I can't personally read uh, yeah. from the bracket. So it's kind of hard to make heads or tails of it. But anyway, the yeah, second right. round is, in fact, only two fights, uh, which is to say that there are actually about 10 matchups, but yeah. uh, it's only two teams that they fight against. So. That out of the way. Uh, you may remember that the first round was kind of a challenge. Uh, Hiei's arm is really beaten up because he used a technique that he had to sacrifice one of his limbs for. And Yusuke, for whatever reason, can't use his spirit gun, which is basically his trump card. So, heading into the second round, you're going to start off because the first team is Dr. Ichigaki's team. Oh, yeah. This guy, he's got a chin for days. He's very short. <laughs> He's in a really good mood and laughs a lot. Yeah, and he has a little watch that calculates the percentage of victory, <laughs> yes. which happens to be the name of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my Zenith, actually. Um, episode 34, percentage of victory. Yeah, you got to know. Of course, he's a scientist. He's got to keep his like calculator watch on him and keep entering in the numbers like, oh, perfect. A 99.7 chance I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, right. Great. You know, based on random ass bullshit I entered into it. Yeah, right. I think that based on their stats, their power numbers yeah. that I have access to, obviously. <laughs> I think my favorite thing is that when it gets to like 51%, he's like, yeah, I'm definitely still going to win, which is the kind of percentage <laughs> point that personally I'm like, oh, God, that seems like a terrible chance. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? You're definitely going to win. The match begins and Hiei and Kram are nowhere to be found. And so are two of the uh, two of the random dudes from Team Ishigaki. So it ends up being they agree to have a three versus three kind of battle royale match where they're all just going to fight at the same time. It turns out that the two cheetah men on the team, <laughs> who are just, like the the Ichigaki team consists of three kind of like human looking males, young men. And then um, these two like cheetah men in the background who uh, I don't know what their deal is. Yeah, they're demons, but, clearly. Like, yeah. And so. Hie and Karama are wandering around in the forest and encounter these two cheetah men who ambush them and keep them from entering the tournament, which I guess is fine because they lose will lose two team members against the other team losing two team members, even though Hie and Karama are like super powerful. Yeah, right. That's not really a fair trade. They're probably so, yeah. Team Rameshi's best fighters, except for, of course, the masked fighter, who's definitely not Genkai. Definitely not Genkai. Totally not. <laughs> what I like about this episode is there's a lot of variety in combat in this one. Because you got these two fights going on where Urameshi's team is like facing off against these three new dudes who are kind of emotionless, seem to be mind controlled uh, young gentlemen who have weird powers, of course. Like this one guy can make like laser rings around his body and throw them at people. This other guy, I guess, attacks with a spirit javelin that's invisible. Okay. And this third guy just like has a really strong punch <laughs> claw thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> It's like Grizzly Claw or something like that. Meanwhile, on the outside, the Cheetah Men, one of them just gets instantly slaughtered by TA, which is pretty great. Yeah, of course. And, and then the other one's like, oh yeah, fuck you. We have a demon mecha. <laughs> they get this like evil giant robot to attack them, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, 
just like weird and it's like its armor is almost impenetrable they end up defeating it through like like basically having it punch itself so that it makes yeah, a crack right. in the armor and then karama can just send his seeds in he karama's always doing the trick victories where he's like actually i won because my seeds are inside that thing just growing plants throughout it <laughs> like it's always a come from behind win for Karama. Yeah, Karama is a very uh, tricky fighter. Which, after, yeah. to be honest, after seeing a bunch of um, a bunch of Hunter X Hunter, where it's just like, "Oh, you thought you figured it out? No, in fact, there is a trick." Yeah, like I just started to notice that a lot in this block in particular, uh, yeah, and right. I don't know. I was like, "All right, I'm." Just, I guess this uh I guess this mangaka really likes this sort of thing because it yeah. keeps fucking happening. So um Kuwabara has this like flashback where he sees all of the fighters in the in this like dojo and it basically he's having like a psychic episode which he tends to have uh as as he and his sister even are are both like kind of psychically in tuned as kind of part of their spirit world powers and so he has like a flashback and sees oh these kids were like you know, pupils to some like martial arts master who took them in from the streets, they're orphans, and he got really sick. Ichigaki comes in to like make a deal with them. He's like, Oh, I'll cure your master if you work for me and become my test subjects. And so they basically, through all that, figure out that these guys are like not fighting against their own, they're not fighting of their own will. Ichigaki is attached to these like demon organ things that he's genetically engineered to them called Veruki. They're like these weird organs attached to their back that like pumps her blood full of nano machines like he's like he's the evil senator from metal gear rising revengeance who's God good almighty. at football why are we even <laughs> why not it's all nano machines douglas he yeah. and krama end up coming in after they literally throw the uh mecha and the one of the cheetah men just into the stands and basically they end up resolving this whole thing genkai aka not genkai <laughs> uses the spirit wave technique to wipe out all of these uh basically it uses the spirit energy of the target against themselves which is favorable it, it looks like at first that she kills the boys but actually because they have good spirit energy it just kills off the demon organs inside of them without hurting them and uh their master the evil ichigaki like takes his own serum to grow huge and powerful as he's like now panicked that he's gonna lose and yusuke is like ready to fucking kill him because he's pissed off and uh it doesn't really matter yusuke just crushes him easily anyway right yeah there's really not a fight even after that yeah right but until then it's like it's a lot of like yusuke and kuwabara are getting their asses kicked genkai's coming in to like block attacks for him and basically kind of guide yusuke into uh using his spirit power better and learning how to like refocus and um call upon his power and when he gets like really pissed off hearing the backstory and stuff i think he gains more of his spirit power back yeah there's definitely some effect where he can now suddenly see the attacks that were formerly yeah. invisible to him was... and he can use spirit gun again it's uh, basically like a super saiyan effect like yeah, oh, i'm really right. pissed off now i'm powered up Right. So uh, after that, the first round is done. Basically, Dr. Ichigaki's team gets wasted by Team Urameshi and they have to fight another match immediately. They have yeah. no break whatsoever. So yeah, the nurse... tournament committee really has it out for them. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, you instantly have to fight, even though like you guys are just weak and out of energy and shit. Right. So a nurse comes out to check on them declares that Hiei and uh, the masked fighter are unfit to fight and should come over to this nurse's tent so that they can be properly treated. But, oh, wait, she's actually a sorceress named Ruka, and she takes off her nurse uniform to reveal that she is wearing what can only really be described as a bikini made out of jump ropes because it's just, <laughs> yep. like, nothing and their yeah. strings. Uh, it's just, like, a stupid vine bikini. Yeah, right. And there's a crackling energy field around the tent that somehow uses Hiei and the masked fighters' spirit energy against them to keep them trapped inside. So, you know, again, Team Urameshi is down to fighters, which is going to be a consistent thread, frankly. Yeah, In yeah. fact, through all of this arc, they're always down to fighters for every yeah, it, single it, match. 
it seems like they need to constantly they're like okay he and karama are clearly more powerful than the others we got to take out at least one of them <laughs> and this master fighter too it's like they're always just gonna end up like three fighters it's gonna be kuwabara it's gonna be yusuke and it's gonna be one of the yeah super it's gonna be ones. a rando basically yeah <laughs> so obviously it's totally unfair but it's a demon tournament so deal with it yeah, uh, yeah. team masho is up next and they're known as the shinobi of the spirit world at least in the funimation dub um, they're sponsored by a gangster named Butajiri, who has promised them basically the island that the tournament is taking place on if they win, so that they can set up like their own place to live, I guess, in the yeah, in real the, world. In the human realm, yeah. Right. And so this time, it's decided that they're going to be 1v1s, uh, and Kurama fights first. And basically, Team Masho is made up of ninjas with different elemental powers. So you got like an ice guy and you got a wind guy and uh, a sweat guy. Yeah, right. And the, and the, the two most, guy. Yeah, the two most notable ones are Bakken, <laughs> who uses his own sweat to shroud the arena in mist so that you can't see him coming. Uh, and then the, there's a guy named Gama who uses paint that he was made with his own blood in order to basically disable his opponents. And then he can just kind of take them out at will. Uh, anyway, Kurama fights Gama and destroys him, uh, though he's immobilized. He fights the ice guy and wins at the cost of having to plant the demon seed inside himself to use as a last minute attack every uh, every fight with karama is like where's that demon seed gonna go <laughs> yeah know? pretty much he's gonna find like, some weird way to throw it into the fight and it just gets more and more destructive yeah right again it's going to be a twist that comes yeah. out of nowhere at the last second in order yeah. for him to win um although this leaves karama completely fucking disabled like he cannot do anything he's like incredibly weakened uh he's been paralyzed by the powers of the uh of the tattoo guy although I think that's starting to fade away, but now yeah, that he's no, got it's a, not that it's that he's it's just demon seed. Yeah, it's the demon seed that he's sat by. So he starts getting beaten up by Bakken, and then Yusuke fights Bakken and totally wastes him. Yeah. So now we get to my uh, least favorite episode, which is episode forty, Jin the Windmaster. Um, <laughs> Jin is a ninja who sounds like Brad Pitt from Snatch. Like, he has that, like, <laughs> Irish pigeon accent yeah, that is yeah. very difficult to understand. And to be honest, like, just difficulty of understanding is why I don't like this episode very much. The fight is fine. Basically, yeah. the gimmick is that Jin, as a wind master, can fly, so Yusuke can't really easily do anything to him. Like, every time Yusuke is about to get a final blow in, Jin just flies up in the air and, like hangs out for a couple yeah. minutes to get yeah. his strength back he just flies up to recover from his attacks right so you know they're having a fight and uh Jin, you know uses his tornado punch which is where he makes a little tornado around his wrist and then it blows his opponent across the arena it, it's a fine fight and eventually yusuke tries to use the uh spirit wave attack even though he's never used it before or before to finally defeat Jin, but the reason that this is my least favorite episode is just because, like, this is a very loud show for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is constantly, constantly just blaring audio at you. Jin in particular, because he uses a lot of wind techniques, it's just constantly whooshing and, like, Hie and the masked fighter yeah. are in this tent, which is surrounded by a crackling loud energy field. And everyone seems to be whispering. Yeah. So <laughs> you cannot hear just, their dialogue. Yeah, there, there are multiple lines of dialogue from the masked fighter that I straight up did not manage to hear at all because it's impossible because the background noise is so loud. There's just a lot of weird non sequitur lines in this episode. I don't know. It's not really yeah. bad, but it's one of the most incomprehensible episodes. And it really doesn't help that Jin himself is borderline incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jin speaks very low, very fast, and very accented in a way that I just cannot pick up what he's saying. Yeah, like, and to be fair... Why don't you? And it's like, what? To be fair, that is clearly somewhat intentional like he's sure. supposed to be hard to understand yusuke has a hard time understanding him but 
I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. I, I will say one highlight of this episode is that when uh, Jin steps into the ring to fight Yusuke, they actually hit it off initially I love uh, that, because yeah. Jin didn't like Bakken either. <laughs> yeah. And they're just kind of similar in that they're weird, like self-taught fighters. Yeah, who are kind of like outcasts and they yeah, they completely bond, which I thought was really cool because it was like every other fight in well, this is very like, different. Yeah, every other fight in this is like Yusuke going, You bastard and like screaming and shooting a dude with a spirit gun. And this one he's like, Oh, actually this guy's like making me laugh. Like I like this dude. Yeah, <laughs> like he even off. he makes a comment that he's like, Oh, I was all ready to kick your ass because I was pissed off at Bakken, but now I don't know what to do. Like Yeah, right. It it is a nice change of pace to have a villain who's not not like just totally evil like dr ichigaki or a complete unsporting piece of shit like bakken who just yeah. beats the crap out of karama when karama can't fight back one thing i will add is that butajiri the uh, mobster who's running this team and making it all corrupt <laughs> has a great line where he just says he could be doing handstands with his thumb up his ass for all i care just like <laughs> injecting some random like 80s OVA-esque vulgarity where it's like yeah right not, it's like all right sure why not Not amazingly thought out but it's just like oh that that line was like a throwback for me for some reason sure <laughs> well and and buddha jiri has been like interfering in this entire round of fighting like, oh, yeah. he's the one who set up the whole nurse trap he's the one who's like no no it's okay for bakken to just kick the shit out of karama when he can't do anything and the final insult is that after Yusuke rings Jin out by using the spirit wave technique, uh, the Council of Judges, spurred by Butajiri, are like, oh no, that was a double ring out. Because earlier Yusuke got knocked out of the ring and uh, Koto, the announcer, didn't immediately start a 10 count. So I guess they both ringed out. Yeah. Now we only have one fight left. And it's Risho, a guy who is the leader of Team Masho. <laughs> I kind of hate that, to be honest. Yeah. I was confused by that. Uh, and it's Kuwabara, who is just totally destroyed. Yeah, like, Kuwabara's he clearly can't fight. He can barely stand. Yeah, yeah. He's been extremely fucked up since, like, the last battle. Because he just, like, willingly took all these hits from Ichigaki's team to prove that they're good dudes and don't want to yeah, kill him. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and to be fair, they didn't kill him. But he's also, yeah. like, this is obviously, once again, a very unfair load of garbage. So, we're down to the final fighters. But... We are going to take a detour because Yukina has showed up at the tournament. You remember Yukina? Oh, yeah. She's Hiei's half-sister ice spirit, and for some reason, she can't ever find out that Hiei is her brother, even though everyone knows. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and Kuwabara's in love with her. So, you know, like, that's fun. And we have this little mini-adventure where Keiko, Botan, and Shizuru try to get Yukina into the stadium. Yeah, and... Uh... As usual, the demons uh, threaten them with all sorts of shit, and then they beat the shit out of the demons because they're gross. Uh, you know, the usual. <laughs> this actually brings about my Nadir episode, episode 42, A Matter of Love and Death. Um, I didn't hate this episode, but this episode has some like strange tonal inconsistencies I didn't love. So we get into the fight, and of course, it's like this elemental earth ninja is just beating the shit out of Kuwabara, who like should be dead. And, like, Kuwabara can barely stand as it is when he starts the fight. Um, right. He's just constantly kicking his ass, and then he, like, forms Earth Armor, and it really makes him look like a Ronin Warriors character. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> Graveler from Pokemon. Yeah, like, a little bit. Like a it's, cool it's like, human version of Graveler. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Ronin Warrior cosplaying as Graveler, basically. <laughs> that's that's actually... That's really accurate. As <laughs> like, stupid as just, it sounds, yeah. it's extremely true. It's just a bunch of weird ridges and crap. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. He makes clay armor. Woo! <laughs> Kuwabara, it turns out, is, like, using his life energy, which is the thing they introduced in the Saint Beast arc way back, which is, like... Right. I'm pretty sure it's, like, their energy, the base energy they need to, like, live at all. So, like, using it is extremely risky and dangerous. Yeah, and so you're he's like, casting from hit points, basically. It's that yeah, kind of right. Thing. He's 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 like summoning the last like his life in order to like be able to stay standing because like a normal human would have been instantly crushed by these moves. Mm -hmm. And like he's gonna die. He starts like thinking, thinking of all the people he's sacrificing for. Everyone's all concerned about him. Like, oh my god, Kuwabara, no! And he's like, he he does. I love this bit. He does this bit where he like 
imagines all the different people on his team that he's fighting for and he's like he's like yusuke man uh yeah i'm trying to fight man and it's like oh kurama you're really powerful but i know you're a good dude you know he you give me a lot of shit but i know you're a good dude deep down and then it goes to it goes to the mass fighter and he's like mummy fighter dude <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> yeah right right he does he refer to mummy. the mass fighter as a mummy fighter which is pretty funny <laughs> it's so good uh it's it's also <laughs> worth mentioning because it will come into play later but uh, during the fight against Dr. Ichigaki's team, the masked fighter's mask was ripped off temporarily. Yeah. And apparently the masked fighter uh, is a young woman with pink hair. So it's not Genkai is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's totally not Genkai. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Even though I've referred to her as Genkai several times already. No, but uh, it's not. It, but it's not. Like, There's no way. It's totally confusing. Genkai doesn't look how, like could that. You, how could you possibly think it's Genkai? It's just they someone just, with the same stature, same... costume, and voice. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But a different face and hair. They're young. Kuwabara's yeah. getting his ass kicked. And like uh, the tonal shift that happens is he's like going to fucking die. And it seems like it's going to be very dramatic and crazy. And then like he just... I do like he senses Yukino's there. Another like little hint at his psychic powers where like he suddenly starts thinking of her because she is nearby. Mm-hmm. And uh that gives him some strength. Like, oh, you know what? I gotta keep fighting. I there's still people I need to live for. Um uh, and then he sees her and he goes like fucking makes an entire one eighty, it becomes super powerful. Which and like just kicks yeah, Risho's ass. Yeah, instantly. and just annihilates <laughs> Risho and like punches, one hit. Punches him to the stand, and it's like goofy and I I didn't I don't hate that it's a little goofy. I don't hate that he got a power boost from seeing the woman he loves. I thought that was actually kind of cute and kind of funny, almost relatable. It's like, oh man, the cr- my crush is here. Oh my god, I gotta look good. Yeah, right. I then, gotta look cool. Yeah, yeah. And then he like starts like posing in front of her and stuff. Like, hey, how's it going, you keto? Uh, but I did find like the it's kind of a dramatic tonal shift all of a sudden where it's like oh now it's goofy and it almost seems like it's like relegating Kuwabara as a goof character which I know he slightly is because he's weird yeah he kind like, of is in a lot of ways I, I think he is a little bit but I th- there's like a heart to Kuwabara that I really like a genuine heart to him that um that is not a goofy thing you know it's not like a mm. joke uh the so you know like i kind of don't like it was just like completely relegating him to that but i think it's fine you know there is one amazing (laughs) so one amazing scene um uh it turns out sakio the uh leader of team toguro the human like mobster with a scar on his face who's kind of like handsome and mysterious and you know guides toguro He's like he's not happy with Budajiri's meddling, and so he and he and uh, Togoro walk in to Budajiri. Budajiri's gloating about how he's great and like his, you know, machinations have proven to be useful. And <laughs> Togoro just leans in and flicks his forehead with his finger, and his forehead explodes in blood. <laughs> in yeah, one right. Of the it's ridiculous. Most awesome, like random gore scenes in this show. <laughs> It was so fucking funny. It's like, it's just, just flicking his forehead barely. Yeah, and and pretty like satisfying considering that Budajiri yeah. is such an not just that he's like an asshole who's cheating to win, but also he's just very annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like right. Sakio literally moves from his box to the stands, seemingly to avoid Budajiri, who still finds him again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Fucking go um, away. <laughs> yeah. Also, also Sakio and Toguro kind of help uh, Botan and the girl gang as they're escaping from some demon security guards who are really eager to beat them with batons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like kind of snake fun. men. <laughs> yeah. Great. Right. Like it, they just come in like snake men. Let's go. <laughs> they sound like <laughs> they got like a, almost a star scream. Snake yeah. Vibe yeah. To them. Like, yeah, like Cobra commander. One could say. Yeah. That's there you go. Yeah. The literal snake man voiced by the guy <laughs> who voiced star scream. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting that Sakio is like, oh, Shizuru's with me. Like, don't bother her. 
Yeah, because he, he will and, that go somewhere? He Maybe. encountered her earlier and saved her from random demons. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like, I mentioned that last time. Yeah, yeah. And now this time, yeah, they do it again. It, it, hilariously, like Togoro helps them. Yukino sees Togoro and is just like, fuck. Because she just like remembers. It's like, oh, he's the evil piece of shit who like captured me and murdered my birds in front of me. <laughs> yeah, who totally, uh, who totally uh, crushed uh, birds in front of me. It's like, yeah, okay. I can see why she would not be happy seeing him again. And he's just like, go back to your stance yeah okay. right he just lets them pass he doesn't try to capture them and the guards are like what are you doing <laughs> yeah uh that's pretty fun this episode also features a touching moment between yusuke and keiko which you know yusuke like kind of ruins by poking her butt and making a comment about how her <laughs> ass is really nice now and then yeah, she slaps yeah. him and it's like Comedy, love that folks. stuff <laughs> love seeing that stuff again i got a break from it last time right still there uh, well, it is funny, though, that Botan is creepily watching from the bushes during yeah, all yeah. of this. Commentating about how it's, like, the most dangerous fight of the Dark Tournament, which is yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, garbage like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the second round of the Dark Tournament is over now, uh, which means that we have my favorite episode, episode 43, The Masked Fighter Revealed. And I, <laughs> I, I hate to spoil it for all of you, but The Masked Fighter is, in fact, Genkai. No! It was Genkai the whole time. Even though earlier this arc, she in a thought also not even verbal communication thinks the name Genkai in third person to preserve the twist that doesn't matter because it's totally obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really annoying. That was an unnecessary like red herring that is completely fabricated. To to be fair, (laughs) I think in third person. Yeah. I suspect that that may be a dub thing to be honest, because there's a very good chance that it's a little more ambiguous, uh, originally but who knows anyway uh so yeah like this episode concerns yusuke's egg is about to hatch so you probably don't remember what i'm talking about but originally when the show first started uh after yusuke died he was given an egg that would absorb his energy and then hatch into something depending on the energy he was producing basically either a monster who would eat his spirit and you know destroy him if he was bad or it would bring him back to life if he was good. And that didn't end up happening for reasons. Uh, I don't remember the exact specifics, but anyway, apparently the egg has been sitting around absorbing his energy again this whole time. Uh, And it's about to hatch. So it hatches into like this ugly, cute monster that kind of looks like a Furby like it's just the shape of a furby and has the feet of a furby and like the tousled hair and beaconed eyes but it It has not have very long ears i will argue it does not have the eyes of a furby it doesn't have the cursed beady little spheres of a furby i don't know i feel like the eyes are pretty cursed from my perspective and pretty beady generally (laughs) but anyway uh Everyone has a good laugh at Yusuke's expense because <laughs> yeah. this is apparently like his soul is this weird, stupid little critter. Yeah, um, it's great. While everyone's hanging out, the next team that they're going to fight, Team Yuria Togi, uh, shows up to do some trash talking, as is kind of common at this point. Um, and Yusuke and the masked fighter get into a big argument because the masked fighter is basically like, you're a terrible leader. Like, you're leading yeah. this team terribly. You're an idiot. So they go out into the woods, and this is, of course, where the Masked Fighter reveals that she is, in fact, Genkai. And the reason that she looked younger earlier is because when you use Spirit Wave, you become the age that you were when you were most powerful, and she was most powerful in her 20s. So that's why that happened. And so Genkai decides to pass on the Spirit Wave technique to Yusuke officially. Uh, she says that he has to kill her to prove that she that he's worthy of taking it, although he right. decides not to and makes a nice speech. But guess what? That was a trick. He didn't need to kill her, actually. That was yeah, just a yeah. test. Again. Uh, <laughs> a stupid so, test. <laughs> yeah, right. So she starts to teach him, uh, and the final round begins. And the reason that I like this episode is because, I mean, in general, I kind of enjoy these breather episodes. I feel like it Mm -hmm. gives the characters time to, like, do stuff. Um, The Genkai reveal is obviously very, very unnecessary. Like, 
it was always clear to me that it was Genkai. Yeah, um, no one else dresses like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, it's it's outside the show knowledge, but still, like, I was getting a little tired of, like, no, 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 it's not Genkai. Don't worry. It's not yeah, her yeah. for sure. Um. Anyway, the thing that I really like about this episode is that I love Yusuke's, like, spirit egg monster and to be honest, I can't tell if I love or hate the actual design. <laughs> like, it's just, it just rides the line to me of like, is it cute or is it hideous? I really yeah, can't yeah. tell. But I do love everybody, and I mean everybody except Hie, just laughing their asses off at Yusuke <laughs> because his like spirit monster is this dumb looking creature. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yusuke in this show is too often just too cool for everything and he pretty much never gets the piss taken out of him and yeah, is just yeah. constantly insulting everybody else all the time so it's very satisfying to watch like kuwabara just laughing his ass <laughs> off at yusuke's expense yeah yeah it's just uh i don't know like i, I like yusuke getting shit on sometimes it's nice to get him knocked down a peg every once in a yeah, while Yeah, sure <laughs> it is great i love that that little creature yeah i think i love it just like just because it's like so <laughs> it, it's so funny that it's just like yeah this stupid little thing is, it's just so it, stupid this is what looking. we've all like, been waiting for <laughs> yeah right it's just so dopey it's yeah. like <laughs> I don't even know, man. They keep hitting, it's going to be like some badass monster, and it's like, yeah, oh, right. shit. Yeah, right, or something cool at least, and then <laughs> yeah. it's just nothing. Like, it looks like a stuffed animal your dog has had for 12 years. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just really fucked up and weird looking, and you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, that's my dog's toy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just love Yusuke getting made fun of, honestly. Yeah. Um, But the final note is that the semifinals begin... Uh, so now we're up against Team Yuri Atogi, uh, but Yusuke and Genkai are still training somewhere. Uh, specifically, Genkai, to pass on the spirit wave, has to like literally pass on a piece of her energy to Yusuke, and he has to hold it inside him, which is incredibly painful. So he's just like screaming <laughs> in a cave in pain, Riding around. and Genkai is kind of standing there. Um, but... You know, the next round is starting. So once again, they're down two fighters and he just says, I'll take their places. Whatever. I don't care. Um, the matches are this time determined by rolling dice because why not? Uh, there's a new referee. The stadium itself seems to have been expanded also somehow yeah, within yeah. like a day. Now it's like a um, huge but stadium. <laughs> yeah, there's a new referee who I believe answers the question. What if Vaporeon was like a cute anime girl? Yeah. Uh, and annoyingly to me, she has like the same exact voice as Kodo, the announcer. But Kodo is still there. Kodo's still there. And I'm there. not sure if this is just a bad decision on the dub's part or if there's yeah. a reason. Yeah. But it's I, weird. I was almost sold that. I almost think that Kodo is like strangely dubbing her, which is Insane. I just don't see why that would be a but thing. They cut to Kodo <laughs> like, in the stands talking, and then they cut back to mer the mer, mer lady talking. Mermaid, I guess they're called. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they cut Whatever, to the mermaid talking. Same voice, and like I think part of the same sentence. So I'm like, what is she talking through her? What the fuck yeah, is happening? Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I guess we'll probably see. But we yeah. do actually get one match before the very end of this, which is a very brief one because it's Hiei versus a demon who can turn his arm into a weapon. Yeah. And Hiei just cuts off his arm, much like Fist of the North Star in the best scene of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after the guy screams and makes his arm into a big axe, Hiei just stabs his sword through his head. And now he's dead. And... uh yeah, welcome yeah. to the semifinals. He <laughs> yeah. is about to he murder just... a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. So uh, that's the synopsis. We're going to get to the break. When we get back, we're going to talk about our thoughts on this block and uh, the bet and then what we're going to be watching next week. All right, Yusuke, you've tried everything else. Time to be stupid. Show will return in a moment. Hey there, everyone, it's Michael jumping in during the break to do what I usually do apologize for episode delays. Uh, sorry about the delay. Uh, what can I say? The dog ate my homework, basically, the modern version of that excuse. Uh, 
one of the audio files was exported improperly, so I didn't have everything I needed to work with. Uh, but anyway, it's here, so yay. Uh, our opening and closing music is, as always, Vapor Diving. The music for the bumpers is Monkeys. Both of these tracks are by Onatech, that is A-N-I-T-E-K. You can find more of their music on SoundCloud. Rights were secured through Jumendo. Our next full episode will release October 14th, and tune in next week for a discussion of different shows we've been watching. Uh, it's a atypical mini-sode next week. As always, you can submit a topic or show suggestion for a mini-sodes via DM on facebook.com slash hbpod, Twitter at hbpod, or you can email us at hyperspacebroadcastpod at gmail.com. Let's just keep our cool and watch Cool Bar. I get massacred. And now, back to Yu Yu Hakusho. And we're back. Peter, what did you think about this block? I thought it was a pretty fun block. Um, I generally, uh, I like tournament arcs. Um, to me, they have like a greater variety of kind of obstacles that the characters will face. I mean, I guess adventures have unique obstacles, but tournaments can have their own unique obstacles with like more fighters. It's a lot more fighting focused. I like that there's a greater variety of fighters and they all have like little backstories or big backstories. If it's like, you know, becomes part of this like ep- mini episode arc thing, like with the mm-hmm. uh, team Ichigaki kids or with like Jin and his like ninja friends, you know, they want Jin wants to like experience the real world or whatever. I also I, I like that the power levels of the of the our hero team is they're not really balanced at all. Um, the other characters, arguably secondary to characters like Yusuke and Kuwabara, you know, with Genkai, Hiei, and Kurama are like way powerful, and they seem mm-hmm. to be generally outranking the human characters. Uh, except Yusuke and Kuwabara, now they like when they grow, then they become more powerful and can be able to handle this shit. And lately, Yusuke yeah. is like getting more and more power through these tournaments i think i find i find it pretty exciting some for some reason like this mismatch in power and of course this means they're gonna they construct episodes around it all the time where they prevent fighters from fighting (laughs) like every arc so far of course yeah (laughs) as we've said it's a little annoying when they do like a dumb excuse to prevent hiei or karama from fighting um but I, I do like that we're getting different matchups of team members and maybe in this next block we'll see like, oh, so like Kuwabara is going to have to like interact with Hiei more and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> have to have some more shit there when they kind of hate each other. <laughs> so I'm yeah, excited well, for that. And it's, and it's nice that uh, Yusuke, despite being the main character, is not like goku for yeah, example not where he's just easily more powerful than everybody yeah yeah he's just far and away the best fighter of the whole team and also kind of the one with the least well i don't know you guys a lot of personality and so does goku so saying the one with the least personality is unfair but like maybe the most static personality i don't know sure it's it's more interesting to me to have a character like hiei or kurama really yeah being the strongest like hiei is fun because not only is he a total asshole who clearly doesn't care about having a fair fight or like even having a fight at all, but he can also back up that big talk by just yeah. slaughtering people. And there's something cool about that. It's kind of refreshing, honestly, to yeah. see that. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's also like it's even to the point where several times he suggests just fighting everyone in the entire arena. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's okay. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple a of little. points well while they're getting screwed over by the like tournament committee he's like where, fuck the committee i'm gonna kill yeah, right, every single demon in this arena <laughs> you know all hundred thousand of them otherwise you know i do love that they have like a tiny human audience with keiko and shizuru and later botan and yukino who i guess technically aren't humans but you know they're not demons yeah right um, and, and some of the other fighters apparently at some point start like spectating and are shown in the stands oh really eventually which is kind of fun like yeah supposedly like Jin and uh toya who's the ice ninja guy uh also known as sub-zero yeah. um th- they apparently are in the stands for later fights observing which is kind of a nice touch i hopefully they're all in the stands together so we can have some fun stupid interactions there oh but, yeah that could be that could be fun yeah <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah right uh what, what were you thinking about all this yeah so i realized 
while watching this, like, well, uh, I mean, first of all, everything I like about Yu Yu Hakusho is still pretty much here. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff that I don't like about Yu Yu Hakusho very much is also here, like Yusuke grabbing Keiko's ass for no reason. <laughs> right, but, right. you know, like, in general, it's still an entertaining show. It's still fun. But I'm realizing I really don't like tournament arcs that much hmm. because... Like, to me, in these kinds of shows, the fighting is kind of the least interesting thing. Even when you have a bunch of different fighters and stuff, at the end of the day, there's still dudes fighting in exactly the same arena, like, 15 times. Yeah. And without any, like, variety of stuff beyond the fighting, I just kind of start to lose interest. I think one thing that this show is kind of not doing a great job of, honestly, is building out any plot beyond the tournament. Like, the tournament is literally it. They're in the tournament. Their goal is to win the tournament. There isn't really a secondary goal for anybody. There isn't really a bigger scheme going on. It's just kind of dealing with the tournament. And, well... I don't I mean, know. I just that, I kind of lose interest, honestly. I think Togoro is up to something, though. Like they've got there's the villains have like some shit going on. I mean, obviously, they're doing like the oh, we're going to make you get stronger and stronger so we can actually have a good fight. Like stupid yeah, shit. Right. Right. But I think they might be up to something beyond that. Possibly. But like we're we're about halfway through it at this point, and I feel like I'm not getting a lot of indication of that. Yeah. And I was just thinking about other shows or, like, movies even that have tournament arcs or feature tournaments, and I feel like most of them, the tournament isn't really the whole thing. Like, I, I mean, I have some examples. Like, G Gundam is a show about a tournament, technically, but, like, Domon has goals beyond winning. Yeah. He's trying to find his brother, the whole thing is like just kind of a setup for a bigger plot about this weird biomechanical garbage. Enter the Dragon is another good example. Like that movie's about a tournament, but the tournament itself is in the background. It's really more an excuse to get Bruce Lee to an island to like take down a criminal syndicate. Yeah. It's not just Bruce Lee fighting in a tournament for like 120 minutes. Uh, and then like another good example. It it wouldn't be a Yu Yu show episode of this podcast without bringing up Dragon Ball in so, like, some capacity, <laughs> yep. but Dragon Ball Super has a really long tournament arc at the end, the Universal Survival Tournament. And like, again, it, it's kind of just a tournament, but at least there's a lot of fighters all fighting simultaneously. So you get to see characters team up. And also there's a lot of nostalgia for me with that because... Yeah. They're bringing back a lot of old Dragon Ball Z concepts. For example, they're like Namekians from another universe who have fused with all the Namekians that exist in order to superpower themselves to like fight in this tournament. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing that wouldn't really work for me as much in this show because I don't have a nostalgic attachment to it, but it works really well in Dragon Ball Super because you know, I remember the Namek arc and, like, all of the fusing garbage that happens in it. And, I mean, another thing about, like, most of these other things that I'm referencing is the battlefield isn't the same place every time. It's, like, usually different, which demands different tactics yeah. and different kinds of fighting. Whereas with this, it is, again, it's just the same ring every single fight. Like... Yeah, I, I haven't really had an again, issue with that. Again, I don't that. hate it. Like, I think the enemy's powers and stuff tend to be unique enough to make it different enough and like more interesting. Uh, I, though in fairness, like the Ichigaki team, their shit's kind of boring. Like it's like, okay, yeah, you've got an invisible javelin. You punch really good and you throw Sonic rings. He's basically tails. <laughs> he throws, he throws a dummy ring bomb. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Sure. But <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to give you a pass on that one. No, but, uh, you know, I, I like mean, the, it's just the Masho team. I think is pretty cool. Like they 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 have like elemental powers that kind of change the field to um, wh whether you're fighting a flying opponent, which really changes things up, or sure. um, 
this like missed guy even though he gets his ass kicked and yusuke also just makes fun of his powers for being shitty which is pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah and because it's just evaporating his own sweat into mist which yeah. is ridiculous yeah like again i i don't hate this it's just i'm starting to get a little bored sure. because i feel like there isn't enough other stuff happening aside from the fights themselves and like to some extent, there's only so many times I can watch Karama beat someone using the demon seed that he secretly did something with already right. before I'm like, OK, I get it. Like, can something else please happen? I do. I do kind of wish they would do something different with Karama that isn't just like, oh, it's a sly little trick involving the demon seed. Like, right. Yeah, that's right. been three fights now. Well, and also like even even other fights in this show to me have been a lot more interesting, like they're pretty much always 1v1s and the time when it wasn't 1v1s they didn't fight cooperatively at all really like yeah genkai and uh kuwabara just got ringed out and then yusuke had to fight everybody like you know you don't have the kind of stuff where yusuke shoots kuwabara in the back to launch him forward so he can stab his spirit sword into togoro like oh, even yeah. that stuff is missing and that's really disappointing for me like the fights are fine, but I don't feel like outside of the enemies having different weird powers, they're doing much creative with what the main characters can do. And I'm going to be watching the main characters fight for another like 10 fights. Yeah, I think and we've already seen like 15. I just I feel like there's not enough other stuff going on outside the fighting to really maintain my interest and to be honest i think that's part of the reason that i was so irritated last block that keiko and company had nothing to do because yeah. like when they're just in the stands then that's even more just like no 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 we're just fighting it's just fighting and get used to it because it's 40 episodes um that said i think that they do have like enough variation to keep it from getting totally stale like, yeah, I mean, and and I, I still disagree with you. Like, there's something about the tournament, any tournament arc that just really excites me. And I, I like the fighting and I like the variety. So, you know, I mean, that's a fair difference of opinion. Like, yeah. I just I, and I realized I've never liked tournament arcs. Mm, like, yeah. I remember reading the Dragon Ball manga and being incredibly bored by the first tournament arc in that. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Because it's just, like, to me, to some extent, it comes down to, like, it feels like a fighting game's ladder tournament thing, uh -huh. where it's just, yeah, okay, these characters have backstory and stuff, but for what's actually happening, it doesn't really matter most of the time. Yeah. It's just kind of fluff, and, you know, you're just fighting one guy after another after another until you beat Taguro in this case. Like, I, I can see where it's going so easily, and there's not enough intrigue. And, like, the intrigue that there is is just, like, oh, no, is this Genkai? Yes, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, agree to disagree. I'm not trying to convince you that oh, yeah. tournament arcs are bad or anything. It's just, personally, I get bored by them very quickly, and I'm starting to get bored of this one. So yeah, I'm hoping more that they do something more interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just like more like, yeah, adventure stuff and like plot stuff. Like, again, to, to call back to Dragon Ball after the tournament arc, when Goku goes hunting for the Dragon Balls again and is fighting the Red Ribbon Army. I love that yeah. shit. And in fairness, I would say Dragon Ball is generally more of an adventure manga than it is like straight up action fighting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, of course, that's DBZ. Like well, yeah, DBZ is a little bit pretty adventure. Much all fighting dbz is pretty much a long tournament arc to some extent yeah in its own way um but yeah i mean i i like that botan and the girl gang get to do something yeah even if it's mostly being threatened by demons and propositioned <laughs> by a creepy demonic timid, uh, yeah. ticket taker but like still they were allowed out of the house so and like good i love shizuru just like walks up and punches some demons fucking decks them and to get this crowd <laughs> yeah. of demons to move out of the way so she can watch her brother fight <laughs> they're all just like completely yeah, intimidated by funny. <laughs> i thought that was pretty great shizu is awesome right. yeah shizu is pretty fun but uh uh so let's move on to the bet yeah uh, i lost there were only four instances of what koto the announcer refers to as audience participation which is the yeah. audience being egregiously killed by attacks made in the <laughs> ring <laughs> Uh, yeah so oh man unfortunately that's one down for me 
And one up for me. Um, the next bet is going to be basically more death-related shit <laughs> in that we're going to bet on how many characters, how many combatants within the tournament are actually completely killed in any fight involving Team Urameshi. Yeah, right. Because, you know, despite the fact that the start of this arc made it seem like the dark tournament was going to be a total bloodbath and, like, everyone was going to get murdered, there have been a surprisingly low uh, number of actual kills. Yeah. And most of them are by Hiei, unsurprisingly. Yeah, Hiei and Krama tend to actually murder them. Right. Whereas, so, like, Yusuke and Kuobar are too good-hearted, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, so, what do you think? How many How many murders are going to happen? Um, how many murders are going to be in here, Peter? Uh, in the next block of episode, I'm going to say there's going to be four murders. Mm, eh, no, yeah, you've said it. I said it. Four. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with five, which is probably four. a mistake. Okay. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm going to say three. Mm, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna shouldn't have said it. anything. I'm going to say three. Okay. Because I know that Hiei fights a lot just from having seen episode titles. And he tends to murder people, so no, you're you're right, and I imagine he's probably gonna murder a couple people, and then he's gonna have to bow out, and like Kuwabara is gonna have to step in or something, and yeah, you know, right, some murders some are gonna garbage. happen less, you know the the how how these shows work pretty much, yeah. He will kill some people, and then he'll like fail to kill somebody, and it'll be like now what? Now who's gonna beat this guy? And then Krum will come in and do a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like you say that as though he's like a dog it's like <laughs> Karama yeah. will come in and he'll beg you know <laughs> it's really impressive uh anyway so uh, next week we're going to be doing something a little different with the minisode uh we're trying out new stuff what can i say uh it's going to be kind of a hyperspace broadcast recommends um, yeah we both watch shows not for the podcast, and I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about some of the shows we've been watching and maybe give some recommendations. I have a few that I've seen, courtesy of Netflix, of course, uh, that I'm excited to talk about. So, yeah, same here. Yeah, so we'll be doing that next week. Uh, the week after that, obviously, we will be back to more Yu Yu Hakusho. This will be the semifinals of the Dark Tournament. But until then, I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter Eby. And be sure to revisit us next week for discussion of some shows we've been watching hey thank you so much for listening i hope you're staying safe and as comfortable as can be out there uh this podcast is in support of black lives matter as i've said a few times by now if you check the relevant post on our website that is the post titled black lives matter there are links to charities and lists of charities that you should really donate to if you have the means uh, none of these donations funnel back to us in any way of course we're just trying to spread the word with what little platform we have and while i'm spreading the word i'm just going to take the time to say please vote uh if you're in the u.s please vote in the upcoming election i have a preference for who you vote for honestly but regardless you should vote because it's your civic duty and uh also it's your right so exercise that right Anyway, uh, if you want more of our content, follow us over at facebook.com slash hbpod and twitter at hbpod, where we post all of our episodes as well as additional content related to what we've been watching. Peter has been given the keys to the social media kingdom, and he's been doing a very good job of it. So head over to that stuff to see uh, real posts instead of the ones that I didn't make. This is also a great way to get in contact with us if you're so inclined. Uh, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatching app you use is also a great way to stay up to date. While you're there, consider leaving us reviews. Um, they really help us spread the word. And, you know, it's just uh, nice to get reviews from people when they're not resoundingly negative, at least. Uh, and even then, it's kind of nice to know someone's listening. So see you next week for our discussion of various TV shows that we've been watching. And until then, uh, have a good one.